0: Welcome to the Milestone to Manhood podcast. We're helping dads hold a rite of passage for their teenage sons. Today, we have a special guest. We have a dad who recently held a rite of passage event for his teenage boy, and he's going to share his story with us. But before we dive in, please leave a review, subscribe, and share this podcast. My dad and I really feel that the rite of passage tradition. Has the potential to change the lives of young men as they reach their teenage years. But we need your help to share this podcast and this rite of passage tradition with other dads who you think might be the type of person who would hold a rite of passage for their son. Before we jump into what you did for your son and the rite of passage you held for him, could you take a few minutes and just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and maybe what you do professionally for work?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I grew up in Singapore, uh, and it's, uh, a small little, uh, city <laughs> of Southeast Asia. And, uh, I uh, grew up in a family of, of four or uh, five boys actually. So, uh, I'm the, I'm the youngest of the family and, uh, um, I moved, uh, to the United States, uh, when I was in my thirties, actually. So born and raised in Singapore and, uh, uh, worked there for several years and got a job here, uh, in, the uh, in the U S, uh, based here in the Bay area. Uh, and, uh, uh, now I'm an academic, believe it or not. So as I took on my, uh, you know profession in uh the logistics and supply chain industry uh i went on to do my further education and as a result i decided to uh, pivot into academics and now i'm a a full-time lecturer at uh, several um, several uh, colleges here in the bay area as well as uh, i'm also uh, i'm also a uh, running a startup for uh elementary and middle schools across the Bay Area to teach after school uh programs for kids as young as uh K to six. So, um, running robotics and classes and speech and debate classes across uh across this, and I have a few teachers that helps me to to teach as well. So really excited, uh, of my shift in moving, uh, obviously across the world <laughs> with, uh, my family. And then now to be able to, uh, start up, you know, raise a family. Uh, I have one son, uh, is actually just turned 15, uh, this year. And that's where we did our, uh, right to passage, uh, as I only knew it just sometime early this year that, that 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 you and your your dad wrote this amazing book and I got a hold of it and I said, Well I have to do it and I said, Well <laughs> uh, I have to, you know, find some time to do it uh and I was so excited about it and and that's what we did uh as we traveled uh back uh home as all my family is all around the world and that's why we took this opportunity to plan this, uh, plan this, uh, surprise, uh, for my son, Tristan, uh, and obviously we'll talk more about it, but I really want to say is, um, one of the things that, uh, growing up, um, in, uh, a family, uh, of, of men of boys and then men, uh, is, 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 is is hugely uh, different from uh, you know a mixed uh, family where you have you know other uh, relationships with a sister or but with we, a group of boys is really uh, competitive. Uh, so we totally. uh, so you know uh, I remember that I I you know I'm the youngest so I always had to you know fight for you know food on the table or, or fight for the toys that, that they're playing with. And I and I realized that well, uh, um, now uh, I always looked up to my brothers because I was the youngest. Mm -hmm. And uh, growing up was a little challenging. We were not, you know, from a wealthy family, so we had to develop our independence at a very, at a very young, uh, very young age. So uh, now that I noticed that you know life is a lot more different, we are much more comfortable, much more fluent, uh, and uh, when I saw that opportunity, and I read your book, uh and I said, well, it's it's time to capitalize on it and see how I can implement it in, 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 in a way that suits uh, or is adaptable to, to, to our circumstances as a family.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. I can totally relate to what you're talking about growing up in a family of mm. five boys because I only have brothers as well. Um mm. y- You may or may not know, mm. but yeah, mm. I come from a family of four boys, so... I can totally relate to being competitive and fighting over the last piece of chicken at dinner time and r- wrestling matches, that kind of stuff. I want to ask you though, why did you move from Singapore to the United States?
1: Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Um, you know, um, um, all my life I've, you know, sort of looked at um, trying to, the uh, adventurous, and also trying to look for opportunities outside the uh, outside the area that I I work in, and uh, then I obviously was always trying to you know see if there's an opportunity for me to uh, you know take a uh, take a job outside Singapore. You know, Singapore is fairly small as a country, uh, and uh, even when I have jobs that took me around like travels across Asia. Uh, I was always looking for a a posting that could, you know, really just have me be based in a different culture a place that I could explore different, uh, uh, avenues and opportunities. And, uh, when the opportunity showed up and, you know, where I could, you know, do a role that put me right at the heart of, uh, my uh, the center of my career which was really just to manage and manage a business that's global and the headquarters here was based out from Cupertino so it really gave me the opportunity to just take that leap uh, and when I did that it was just uh, believe it or not it was just me and my wife right so uh, we didn't have any family so uh, well on hindsight, if you ask me if I had a young kid or young child or young family, that could maybe be a little less uh, exciting for me, or maybe I would be more reluctant to take that opportunity. But, you know, things worked out for us. So,
0: Before we talk about your son and his rite of passage, I have one more question about you. And this is kind of a more personal question, so if you want to mm. pass, don't worry about it. When would you say that you first considered yourself to be a man?
1: Well, wow. good when question.
0: Did, when did you yeah. make the leap from boyhood to manhood?
1: Honestly, I really can't tell a, a specific day or, or year because uh, it is um, uh, it is somewhat. Uh, you know, as I developed, as I, as I mentioned, you know, independence was sort of how I was brought up. I was really just trying to, you know, uh, you know, grow up very quickly. So, uh, as you know, we came from a family that was um, grew up as a, a single family. So, uh, and I think that's challenging for us, right? So it was mom, it was my mom, and raised all of us. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all had to really chipped in and we all uh and and growing up at a really young age i could see my uh you know my elder brothers uh you know taking jobs on the side while they were when they were going to school and you know i was this sort of little kid that you know uh, and we have a pretty big gap and you know my brother my my next brother i was the fifth so the fourth was five years older than me the 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 third was 6 and then the first and second was 8 9 so there was a pretty big wide in terms of age gap so for me it was it was really uh you know i was just trying to uh you know help and grow uh as much as as quickly as possible to be able to become independent so it was really a critical sort of a milestone for me uh and i on hindsight i would say well if you know i had the opportunity to be shown like, you know, I could really just know when I was going to be a man from a boy to a man it was different. So, uh, I have to be honest, it was, it was, it was just, it was just not easy for me to, to know when I actually transitioned from, from boy to, to manhood. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, I had to, uh, when I was 18, I had to join the military, uh, as it was oh, wow. mand- mandatory. Yeah. For, for two and a half years to be in the military in, in Singapore and it's probably that that time that i realized that hey uh this is the time that you you are in it you know, you have to you know yeah you know, you're not just, living with mom be, anymore
0: at that point right you,
1: you just be the man yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so i yeah. think something about the military is they teach you to be responsible for yourself you know no one's going to go there to save you they're not going to make the bed for you in the morning they're not going to be there to comb your hair or get your uniform on. So I think that the military is a good thing for helping men make that transition from boyhood to manhood. You know, there's guys who go through the military. You don't really see them questioning if they're a boy or a man or not. Tell us about your son. What is, tell us what he's like.
1: Oh, my son, Tristan. Yeah. He's, uh, he's amazing. (laughs) I can, I can, You know, uh, I, I can only say that I'm really fortunate, um, and, Mm. and lucky because, um, you know, he has such a good, uh, temperament and, uh, it's very, uh, uh, easy to get along with and introspective, I would say, uh, that he can listen and he can take, uh, knowledge and then soak it in and then he's able to then process it and he's calm and he's very uh, 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 between an introvert and extrovert i would say he's really depends on the circumstances uh you know he's not the first person to you know say a joke or or say something loud but he's Uh also the not he's also the first person to when he's get passionate about something, he's the first person to want to do something. So it's cool. really it's really depends on, you know, on the on, on the situation and, and how it is. So he's really passionate about music for sure. So he plays the clarinet, and uh, I'm really happy to say that uh, he auditioned for the Allstate band, and he he uh, he succeeded and he got a spot there for uh, the Allstate uh, band as well. So I'm, I'm 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 proud of his achievements as well.
0: Now, is music something that he learned from you or from your wife?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I like to take a credit <laughs> for, for, for for my wife, but my wife is also very musical. Uh, uh-huh. She likes to sing and, and, and you know, hum to songs uh, while I'm, uh, you know, both. I, I I, you know, I like vocals, but I play the guitar as well, so... At a very young age, uh, you know, we'll we'll you know we'll be like a band. You know, I'll, I'll I'll play the play the guitar and I sing, and then my wife will chip in, and then Tristan is all as a toddler, you know, uh, just dancing around and then you know clapping to it and singing songs. So so I think it's 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 sort of both coming from us, you yeah. know.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's coming from, came from both mom and dad, which is a really cool thing, how it kind of ties your family all together. I, you know, I have young kids myself. We have three kids and neither my wife or I are, we're not very musical. I mean, my wife has a beautiful voice. She can sing very well, but I did not grow up playing um, any instrument My parents always had us signed up for sports because, you know, four boys, we had so much energy, we were bouncing off the wall. So they always had us in sports. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that I'm an older man and I have kids myself, I I really wish that I had some sort of musical inclination or I had those musical skills so I could pass them down to my kids. It's something that I see the value in now, you know, the beauty Mm -hmm. of music and how it really lifts the soul. Um, and it's something that I want for my kids. So it's something I'm working on. I, I want to get a a piano for our house and uh, a piano teacher for my for my kids when they as they get older. So that it's something that I never I didn't have necessarily myself, but I want my kids to have that skill. That's
1: awesome. I I totally uh, support what you what your vision is uh, to bring to sort of share that. Thank you. Uh, with your, your children so absolutely
0: why did you want to hold a rite of passage for tristan uh sounds like you read the book you got a copy for my mm-hmm. dad mm-hmm. but as you were reading it what was kind of going through your mind when you're making that uh decision like okay this is definitely something i want to do for him what was the benefit that you saw in doing it
1: yeah um so one of the um the main uh the uh, idea that, uh, I found compelling is the idea that, um, you, uh, want to be able to, uh, you know, really just share your family, uh, especially the family's stories. Mm. with uh with 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 the child and in this case Tristan because um what we have particularly done in the past was if I was going to be you know talking to Tristan or I'm going to bring him uh you know to visit my family and especially my brothers who are older than me and now who are people that I respect a lot about you know Their upbringing, their stories, was that I found that, um, uh, I want to connect them, their stories with Tristan, especially on what it means to be a man and what it means to grow up in our circumstances individually, but also as a family. We have,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, we have huge, uh, cultural, uh, uh, challenges and differences across time zones, across generations but also uh, the impact that um, the youth now have in terms of the uh, uh, challenge in technology and other areas uh, Mm -hmm. that affluence has also brought into uh, the context of growing up here uh, in a culture that we have here in in the Bay Area. And so, uh, so I, I thought it was, it was, it was, it was a great, uh, way to sort of explain that to Tristan, that, um, this time, um, you will see the stories that you will hear from each of us. Uh, and, uh, and I thought your book demonstrated that, uh, very well. Um, although, uh, I couldn't plan like what you did was your dad did with your, uh, with your granddad and your uncles was just simply amazing when you did a weekend and the cabin. Uh, I couldn't logistically do that per se because of, uh, my brothers were all living away from, from me. Sure. So, uh, so, so, uh, mine, mine, mine was a little different. But that idea of trying to, Make this intentional to to really bring that into into saying, Oh, this is where you're going to be a man, and this is the stories you're going to hear from us and and started off that that uh, that spark
0: that's that's really neat, yeah. you know and i've said it once i'll say it again, yeah. you know it's really um we're not advocating for people to copy our rite of passage weekend word for word. You know, we're totally fine with people adapting this to, to your own family. That's what we want. You know, the arms family is very different than the limb family and what works for us doesn't necessarily work for you. So I applaud you for changing it and for adapting it to, to fit your situation. Um, So walk us through what you did for your son and, Feel free to take your time. Um, what, was it a weekend? Was it, sounds like it was a trip back to Singapore. Explain right. explain the whole right. thing to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it's, it's just amazing. So um, it's a family trip uh, first uh, to Singapore uh, that we did. Uh, so uh, one of the things I consulted with my wife, which is a really important thing. Uh, <laughs>
0: absolutely. <laughs>
1: to, to to give her the heads up that you know uh we're not gonna tell Tristan anything is a surprise okay what we're gonna do because that's the number one thing I learned uh that your your arms family was able to conceal it so well so i we, we had to do this uh, strategically so to speak with my wife and say okay this trip um, this these are the specific uh meetings that we have to take between tristan me and my brother and um one of the challenges also uh uh all my brothers could not be together in one place so (laughs) that's also another logistics thing that i had to uh contend with so uh uh, we had to set up separate appointments uh for uh my um uh, eldest brother uh steven uh and Gerald, uh my second brother who is his uncle, Uncle Gerald, Uncle Stephen. And then uh, another brother, uh, Richard, Uncle Richard who is who is living in Hong Kong. Uh, uh well that's another story because he flew into Singapore uh for one of the dinners, so that that worked out. Wow. And then um another brother who is in Taiwan, uh, Anthony, Uncle Anthony. Who is uh who is a priest uh so he's working out of Taiwan in the uh in the missionary uh, uh, skirt missions which is part of the the missionary Catholic missionaries based out from Taiwan so wow. um what we did was um uh. Tristan he couldn't fly to Singapore because obviously he was on vacation and being priest they can they they, 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 they don't have a set sure, budget yeah. to schedule to Absolutely. fly so so we flew to Taiwan too uh, Tristan and I flew to Taiwan to to meet uh, Anthony who is his uncle Anthony so um um it's amazing because uh, all of that was done with strict confidence without Tristan uh, being aware of it. Wow. Until the very moment that he met my brothers in Singapore, and uh, when I had to you know bring them into separate meetings and, 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 and uh, uh, lunches and, and dinners, uh, in private conversations, uh, it he was like in shock, like, Oh, what's happening? <laughs> like, yeah, like, why is this? Why are we here? And yeah, why are we meeting uh, without mommy and with without uh, uh you know aunties and you know just you know three of us and you know uh, in in that in a specific place and there i thought he, i thought it was so important we we set it up in a way that we could actually have my brothers and him have a have a personal one on one dialogue so uh that whatever place we are in, in a a place that we're eating, uh, uh, that they actually have a specific place for us to, to have a, have a good dialogue about Mm -hmm. uh, each others and asking questions. Um, so all of that was done in strict confidence. Uh, you know, uh, after we've done all of that, we have a little celebration. Like, uh, I think, uh, uh, what uh i read in yours was that you did something like uh, uh did you have a party after that or or some something after that like a like a like a ritual to commemorate that you actually had this meeting and you talked about it and i i read in the book that one of your
0: yes yeah we did
1: uh, uh nephew did something like go for repelling or something and it was, it was a, it was a really exciting one. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we, we unfortunately we don't have that, <laughs> that nature <laughs> to do all of that. So, uh, 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 my brothers and I will uh, take him to one of the pubs, and then uh, you know it's obviously too too young to have a beer, but you know we'll be drinking a beer. But then we'll we have those pool tables, and then we'll oh, be cool. playing pool, and then and then and then we'll say, okay, Tristan, now you join us, and then there was. That was his very first time playing pool, and he did pretty good at it as well. So, so that was his sort of his, his um, his ritual of celebration to be able to, to to just, uh, hang out with, with adults and with men. So that was in Singapore. Um, to Taiwan, it was a total surprise. He did not know that we're going to Taiwan, and. Uh, it took me a while to be able to convince my wife that I'm going to, t- to Taiwan with Tristan alone two of us and so he was it was it was not uh, it was not easy but then she said oh uh, she's going to Taiwan too but with her friend which, which which was good because then she can go with her friends and then Tristan and I will go visit my brother who 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 lives in uh, who lives with the, the 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 in 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 Taipei city okay uh, where they had the uh, my, my, my brother is actually the, the, the head of the, the superior for the missionary mission there. So, uh, we each have our own, uh, we lived with him. He had his own room and then he gave, he, he, he went, he gave us a room for each of us. So that was great because then Tristan, uh, I told him to plan all of the, uh, the moment I said, we're going to Taiwan. I, I, I said, well, uh, we've got the tickets. Uh. I want you to plan uh, the logistics of how to get to the airport, how to check in. So I gave him all of those uh-huh. duties, logistics duties, and how do we get from, uh, the, uh, the Taipei airport to, uh, to, to, to Taipei city. Uh, so you'll be responsible to do all the GPS and all the mapping of that. So that was great. So he, he really learned how to manage sort of this logistics activities. And and when he saw my brother, uh, you know, it was great. Then we spent the rest of the few days together. And in addition to that, they had one on one talk, but I also had the opportunity to meet my brother's sponsor, who is another priest, an older priest who is in his 80s, Father France, uh, who's really a, a, a really senior uh, priest, to be able to bring him in also to, 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 Ask some questions and give Tristan some um, faith based uh teaching about being a man because he was asking all the deep questions Yeah, what does it mean to be a man and so he was really listening from a faith based so it was it was so important that um, that uh, that he went through all of that um, uh, in a very um no uh, in a process that I would say pretty flexible the way we we did it uh, across across a couple of weeks uh because we were we were traveling for all across uh in Taipei for about five days and in Singapore was spread into like three weeks across different times when my brothers were all available together
0: yeah. How did you keep the whole trip a secret from your son um going to taiwan and going to singapore how did you keep that a secret from him did you tell him you were going to visit family or um
1: the trip to taiwan was a uh, was a surprise so he didn't know that we're going to taiwan the trip to singapore was pretty obvious because we would we would almost regularly travel to Singapore before COVID, and okay. and then just after COVID, uh, you know, we would try to make it once a year. Uh so the trip to Singapore wasn't really, uh, you know, you know, he wasn't really because we you obviously had to keep informed that we're going, we're going to have a summer trip way in advance. Uh, however, the the whole gist of the planning of the meetings with my my brothers one on one and what we're gonna do the events, how we're gonna line it up and what we what the conversation was about. He was completely clueless to that. So that was the that was the surprise element I would say.
0: Yeah. The element yeah. of surprise can really make it feel special for your son. I remember my dad surprised me for my rite of passage weekend <laughs> and you know, we pulled over at this restaurant and my uncles are there sitting down already waiting for me and i I just I looked like a deer in the headlight, so I can totally relate to what might have been going on through your son's head at the time. What were some of the things when you were sitting down having conversations with your brothers and your son about what it means to be a man, these family stories that you're sharing with him what were, What was some of the advice that you were giving your son at that time
1: yeah, um so um i would say like uh yeah my brother uh, gerald uh especially for him um you know um he uh as as he was growing up he was uh i would say he was he was in a situation where he would go into a pretty reckless Behavior in terms of, you know, motorcycling, motorbikes. So he, yeah, uh, you know, at a young age, uh, you know, he 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 was, I guess he was just being a rebel, and he was trying to, uh, you know, uh, he was already working in in you know he joined the he joined the army, and then he wanted to just leave home because you know home circumstances wasn't that great, uh, at that time so he want to just leave and then join the army so he can be on his own independently. So he went, he, he went through a difficult stage of, 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 of the process. So he got into a, an accident on a motorbike. And it was a pretty bad accident. So, wow. um, so we were all, you know, I was really young at the time. It was like maybe 12. Uh, so we had pretty big age gap. Uh, he was like 20. Uh, and so, um, and he shared that story with Tristan, and and when I heard that story, I was also, you know, I I remember all those times, when That um, the challenge he felt, so, uh, you know, I felt really sorry for him mm-hmm. because to today he's, you know, he's he's not, you know, he's he's you know he's late and his arms are still bruised. He gave Tristan the advice to, you know, he shared the story, and and I think that was really impactful because. You know, I never knew that, you know, this story would actually surface between my brother and me, because we don't talk about this after so long. We just, you know, we just, you know, man doesn't really just share things like that. Yeah. Personal you know it's done it's done. You know, we don't talk about it. So yeah. it, was like, it was like, so, so impactful for me because then I recall how he felt about. It. Yeah. And he said, you know, be careful what you do, the decisions you make you can you know so that, that was one of the one of the big stories that I hear. The other one was probably uh, one that uh uh Tristan Tristan asked my brother Anthony who who's now a priest uh the question about you know how did he found a calling to, to become a priest and join the priesthood and uh I honestly don't know the answer too, and that's where I found the real answer from my brother. Because we don't talk about that anyway. Because suddenly he just says, so oh, I'm gonna become a priest," and, and he was he was in his twenties, like he was twenty four. So it was you know it was not like he got the calling when he was in high school or, or something like that. But he 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 went to he went through uh, we you know, Singaporeans all have to go through military for two years, two and a half years, wrong uh-huh. about. and so he went to, after that, he went to do some work, but he wasn't really, uh, you know, he wasn't really connected with, with working. It was this deep feeling that still tugging at him to join the seminary. So when he told Tristan that uh, that you know, he joined because he had this calling when he was young, it was like, he was this deep calling when he was serving as an altar server. So the 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 all of us were altar servers when we were young. So that was where we sort of stayed connected with our faith. And, uh, you know, my brother Anthony was the one that was really just close and really just connected so deeply.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: uh and then he said, Well uh, he told Tristan that oh i am gonna join the seminary and just hope that I don't get kicked out from there uh <laughs> and if i if I don't get kicked out, I'll continue if I get kicked out, it's okay I'll just leave and, and 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 just find work, but you know he's now there for a long time so so that was the other uh the other uh, thing that i I heard that was was really uh, impactful.
0: It's amazing, yeah, so. you know, as you get older, your relationships with your brothers change, you know, you start to see them not as, yeah. not as boys anymore, but you see them as men. There's always those brother <laughs> dynamics, but they kind of start to go away. You can kind of see them more objectively. And it's got to be <laughs> beautiful to have your brothers sharing these stories with your son seeing in in his eyes him learning, your brother Gerald making some mistakes mm. when he was younger, being reckless, doing some kind of dumb things, and paying he paid the price for it. It sounds like, but that's so beautiful that he's able to share his personal experience with your son, and hopefully, your son learns from him. He doesn't have to learn that one the hard way, but he can learn it the easy way, by these stories that your brothers are sharing with your son. Do you think that if you had shared those stories with your son, Tristan, that they would have had as big of an impact on him? Or do you think having men who are not his dad are a little bit more like outsiders to him, a little bit more unknown. Do you think that that helped to influence him more than you could have done alone by yourself?
1: Absolutely have uh, you know people that are, that are that 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 he respects that are close within your family circle outside you know outside you know that uh you know where the where the trust and the respect is there and sharing that stories will have so much more impact yeah than i would to tell him my story because my story uh, is, is important though, but it's, it, it it's the, the difference is that, um, uh, you know, uh, we, we can be too close for comfort, so to speak, yes. because we, we know each other so well that, yes. that, that, yeah, oh yeah, this is what happened to you, 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 you know, you were you, you were bad in school and you were when you were young and you you know, something like that, well then you you made a mistake when but, but when you he hears it from somebody who I respect, my brothers who I hold you know, huge respect for them and you know, uh, I uh till today, uh the support that they give me when I was young and how they have you know, took care of me and Mm. when I was younger, uh, and, and, and how much, how much that influence they have on me to be who I am makes so much more an impact also to me. And, um, I, I completely agree to have, to be deliberate about having those stories exchanged. so important.
0: When you told your brothers what you wanted to do with this trip and these conversations about what it means to be a man with your son, Tristan, were they on board immediately or did it take any convincing? Was it hard to explain to them or were they pretty much just happy to help and um, totally supportive of the idea?
1: The hardest thing was probably the scheduling, Mm -hmm. Uh, the coordinating, the scheduling, especially for my brother. that that is in Hong Kong because then he had to we couldn't fly to Hong Kong because there's too many, there's gonna to be too many trips for us in one sort of one big trip. So uh so that was probably the biggest scheduling. But I would say because um um my brothers were totally on board. Uh, cool. Uh my kids their kids were all are grown up, my, my all my uncle mom, my nephews are all and uh, nieces are all uh, in their twenties, so I'm sort of the, the youngest so uh-huh. They totally support uh, that effort. They were like, what? This is totally new to us. It's, uh-huh. like, it's like, oh, uh, we didn't even do this yeah. for, you know, Brian and, and all. So, uh, but but when I send them a, a long message, that says, I'm coming back and, you know, we need to do this. And, you know, and and, and they're like, oh, okay, um, cool. Just, you know, we just need to make, line up the appointment, line up where we're going to meet, line up how we're going to do all of that. logistically and and uh uh, that worked well Uh, i would say when as we as we age probably as we get into our middle age and then my brothers are all turning 60 um the relationship just takes a a a shift towards um towards how do we how do we support one another Mm -hmm. i remember but i would say maybe some years ago uh, we weren't that close. I must say we we're all doing our own thing. we were just busy raising kids and I was busy trying to you know build my career and trying to do my education, so we were not connecting so well, I would say maybe because of distance, but also i would say uh, mentally, mentally or socially that in a, in a space we're not we're not really that close, so now even we are apart we we connect on you know WhatsApp about how do we solve problems about, you know, our mom who's aged and mm-hmm. how do we solve problems with other things that that really bond bring us together.
0: One thing that we talk about in the book is um maybe giving a gift or a family heirloom to your son. Is that something that you incorporated into the trip? Was there something that you handed down to him as as a gift now that he's becoming a man.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I I don't really remember was a specific like uh signature or, or a process that was uh that I did. But I uh but I, but I absolutely um uh not from me but uh I still remember this, uh, special occasion that uh my brother Anthony, that we were you know saying goodbye to him, uh, and he gave uh a very special rosary, to uh to 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 Tristan, um, uh from Rome actually. So he said this is from Rome, from you know he bought this in Rome and you know was the. the the picture of Pope Francis in there. And I said, wow, I wish I could have that. (laughs) But, you know, that was, that was remarkable. So, um, uh, it wasn't like, you know, planned, but it was, it was really cool to see that. Um, then my brother was, 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 was because, you know, he works in Hong Kong, he lives in Hong Kong. So after the dinner and after all of that, he gave Tristan a gift, which was a, which is a really cool watch. And again, I wish I could have that as well. Uh, uh, it was a Swatch Omega. Swatch with Omega that uh, that, that I said, well, wow, these are two brands, two power brands coming together. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, giving him a watch. So I said, well, wow. so, I, so each of them have like, you know, special, uh, special thing. And then my brother, Gerald uh, was more uh, you know, traditional, gave him a rate packet, uh, you know, sort of a, uh, Hong Bao, we say is uh, you know, Chinese, uh, you know, ritual to like, a, you know, give you a blessing, uh, in, in the red packet. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, Uncle Steven was really just casual about it. It was good meeting, uh, you know, uh, take care of yourself and, you know, and, and be blessed and give him a blessing. So that's yeah. really cool. For me, it was like, uh, yeah, so I was like, okay. not really. um, uh, I'm just happy that all my brothers were, you know,
2: were really uh, were really there for him.
0: As you should be. That's a beautiful thing that you and your brothers did for him. Um, It speaks. It speaks to the kind of family that you come from. You know the the type of men that your mother raised. You know that um, not only did you see the benefit of doing this for your son and wanted to do something special for him, but All of your brothers pitched in, you know, um, you all made sacrifices to be there for him. And that, that speaks volumes to the type of men that you are. What was, what was the best moment of the week for you as the dad? What was your favorite part?
1: I'm just blessed. I I just feel like,
0: um, if
1: I could, uh, you know, again, I can not turn back the clock, but uh, for me, it was more like,
2: uh, uh. doing this
1: helps to shower all this uh, uh, blessings and all this opportunity towards towards my son Tristan, which is something that i um,
2: that I hope and I really
1: pray and believe that he will have a have a it you will know, create this opportunity for him to to learn from and to come back to it and remember this as he grows up, right? Because, you know, as he grows up, things are going to be different when he goes to college and Mm -hmm. uh, there's no real supervision that, you know, uh, that he can turn to. So he has to sort of come back to the process of trying to identify, you know, like, you know, is there something that he can't, Turn back to if he's sort of lost right so yeah. I mean I'm, I'm like I'm just hoping that uh for me it was it was uh it was a critical thing for me to to do it I know that my brothers will also remember it which was really important because it was like for me it was really also for me to connect with them yes because in most cases we are really casual about you know about our relationships, like you know, see my brother, will just have some small talk, or, you know, how's things going. But with that intentional discussion, it really brought us much closer. So now I can, you know, you know, I can I can look at my brother in the eye and say, oh, and I, I you know, I want to really thank you for that time, and my brothers, you know, my brothers, and I can really, you know, say that to them and uh, from the heart that what they've done is created this opportunity for Tristan. And while I was eating dinner with my family just before this podcast, I was asking Tristan as well. So how did you how do you feel about the whole thing? I mean yeah. I'm gonna have a conversation with, with, with Steven about this. And and, and then he, he tells me that the, the 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 trip coming back from the trip, he's he's developed some maturity as well. That now he's, he's looking at relationships in a much more uh, intentional way. He's looking at it much more clearer with who is friends, who does he want to associate with, how does he manage, manage his day-to-day uh, logistics, how does he manage his goals, uh, his time management. Uh, he's getting better at it and he's trying to be more responsible with all the skills that's built up uh, and he's more concerned about, you know, not using too much uh, screen time and he's tracking his screen time with an app and trying to manage all of that. So I'm like, wow, with all of that and with all this new knowledge you're gaining, I said, this is really awesome. I said, so I thought I'd pass that on to you as well. (laughs) share that with you because, yeah, because I'm really, uh, I'm really grateful for that. So,
0: Well, it sounds to me like <laughs> what you're seeing right now in those changes in your son, those are the short-term benefits that you are seeing, the fruits of your labor and what you did for him. But I promise you, as someone who has been through something very similar when I was a teenager as well, the real fruits of it are these long-term seeds that are planted in your son these relationships that he knows who to turn to as he gets older. You know, that certainly was the case for me when I got to college and I started to meet people who were like raised totally differently than me and had very different worldviews than me. And it really made me question the way that I was raised. Here I was as a 20-year-old college student. Mm -hmm. Personally, I remembered back to my rite of passage and how all these guys said, we love you unconditionally. We have your best interests at heart. Please come to us if you ever need advice. And that was the words that I needed to hear. I didn't know what to do with that those that advice as a 13-year-old boy, but I did remember it 7 years later when I was 20 and it's a big reason why I mm. have the type of relationship that I have with my dad now where, you know, we talk all the time. He's my dad. He always will be. Mm-hmm. I respect him, but he's also kind of a brother to me. You know, he's a friend. Mm-hmm. He's, I go to him asking for advice all the time. But he calls me up and asks me for advice too. You know. Last question for you: What advice do you have for a dad who is on the fence for holding a rite of passage for his son? If there was a, if there's a dad mm-hmm. listening who may be on the fence about mm-hmm. it and is not sure if this is a good idea to do or not, what would you say to? that type of man probably
1: have to probably have to look at uh, you know questioning the hesitation to do that as in uh the fear of the 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 fear of of there may be this hesitation of doing it for several reasons um for fear of, of 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 having rejection because there could be this fear of rejection from you know, the immediate family members of supporting it. Uh, that could be one. Uh, the other could be, you know, the, uh, the fear of not being knowledgeable enough to do it. Uh, there could be also that fear. So, uh, knowledge and rejection probably. I would say, um, <clears throat> um, try to, you know, dispel that because, you know, you can absolutely conquer that fear uh by by reaching out uh to the closest uh family that you have in terms of all of the circle of uh that's important that for your for your son to be able to thrive and to be able to share with those uh respected uh elders of the family. Uh and uh you will be surprised because you know, I'm, I'm sure that they will be more than happy to, to, to contribute and to be, to, 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 to to participate in it because I have this, when I I was trying to say this because my brothers did not do it. So I had the same challenge, like, you know, what would they think about, you know, but I was surprised that they will totally support me as well. So that could be that, um, that, that fear of rejection so i would say um the knowledge part of it um your book uh really helped to uh ensure that i was sort of hitting some of the main main areas uh, the questions and how to be able to make sure that those questions and how to be a a good um uh, a man and how to be you know you're leading and create leadership opportunities and some of the logistics part of it. We'll, we'll, we'll absolutely be able to provide that knowledge uh, to, uh, to whoever is going to, you know, jump on board on that. So I completely support that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, I want to say thank you for a couple of reasons. I want to say thank yeah. you for taking the time today to join our podcast and to share your story with our listeners. But more importantly, I want to say thank you for holding a rite of passage for your son and being such a great dad. You are in the top 1% of all dads for doing something like this. So I just want you to give yourself a pat on the back, and I want to tell you, well done. You you did a really good thing when you did this.
2: Thank you, Steve.
0: Thank you. If this is your first time listening to the Milestone to Manhood podcast, And you're interested in holding a rite of passage for your son or possibly even your grandson, we have a few resources for you. Our first suggestion is go back to the first episode of this podcast, where we talk about what a rite of passage is, why it's so important to hold one for your son, why 13 is the perfect age to hold a rite of passage, and we go step by step through how to organize. ROP weekend for your son. Another resource for you is our website, milestone to manhood.com, where you can purchase a copy of the book or access the free email templates to help you organize a rite of passage. These email templates literally give you the words that you need to organize a weekend. You just go to our website, copy them, paste them in a body of an email, and send it to the men who you've identified to go along your son's Rite of Passes weekend. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, and we will see you next time.